welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand chum, bearded legend, TV viewing master, Mr. Paul Levy. Welcome back. Great intro, as always, Mr. Nussbaum. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 82 of this podcast. It's been two weeks since our last podcast, so we've got a full comprehensive roundup of news from around the club, plus... We obviously couldn't not mention our Sky TV debut, which <laughs> happened just over 10 days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. But more about that later. But as always, we'll kick off with updates from our friends over at the Supporters Club. Yep. So just one match to tell you about. Coming up on Saturday, 26th of November, Doncaster Rovers away. Coaches leave Brisbane Road at half eight in the morning. It's £28 for members. £25 for concessions with a £3 surcharge for non-members. You can book in the supporters club before the next home match or you can book by the travel line on 07722 So that's Doncaster away. So if you want to see Matty Baldry again, that's the place to go. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, we've had uh, quite a lengthy email from the Leighton Orient Trust. So just shows you how much... Um, Great work that Howard and the team, Neil and the team are doing over there. So we're just going to update you what's been going on in the community from the club's perspective. Scholar Sam Dolby made his community debut when asked to present the PE and Sports Award at the prestigious Norlington Boys School Annual Awards Evening, which was held at Waltham Forest Civic Centre. Sam was chosen by Deputy Head Teacher at the school, Paul Hobbs, due to being an excellent role model, achieving 10 AA star grades in his GCSEs alongside his footballing commitments. Mate. Do you know what? Take a bow. Mate, some guys have Take all the bow, luck. Sam Dor- I didn't get any A's at school and I didn't even have a football career to focus Mate, on. I barely got my uh, five GCSEs required to go and study uh, A-level. But there I did. But that's a that's an education outlook podcast which is available <laughs> yeah. in a couple of weeks. So, also, the annual <laughs> primary school's EFL Kinder and Sports Kids Cup area tournament was held last Saturday and youth teamer Charlie Barker was on hand to present the medals and the winner's trophy to Aldersbrook Primary School from Wanstead who now go on to represent Leighton Orient at the regional stage hosted by Wickham Runderers in March 2017. So if successful, they will then complete in a national final against the Northern Region counterparts on the hello turf of Wembley Stadium prior to the League 2 playoff final. So, Amazing. good luck there. So, well done, Aldersbrook Primary School from Wanstead. And good luck. Yeah. Um, it was great to have friend of the club uh, and ex-Orient goalkeeper Paul Hyde back between the sticks for some half-time penalties last week against Luton. Supporters who had won the opportunity to face him via a recent Twitter competition. No one scored except for a late surprise guest, Super Kevin Lisby. Super, super Kevin <laughs> And I've got to say, unlucky there to uh, Chris Kane, Chris Kane, Jay Lillington, Paul Crouchman, and if you were the other two people who took the penalties, unlucky Paul Hyde was having a blinder in goal that day. Yeah, he was. He, he did very well. Uh, but also <laughs> Theo the Wiven scored as well. So <laughs> I mean, I thought with Kevin Lisby going first, he shows you how yeah. it's done, and you just copy that. Yeah, and absolutely. And hopefully go. one day we'll get to take a penalty on the hello turf. Oh, I don't think I'd want to embarrass myself. So having all- <laughs> criticised all the players that went there, I don't think I should. <laughs> so also the new fans for Diversity Hub, situated in the East End, was well populated again at the Pompey game by volunteers, staff, service users and family and friends for the dementia friends and Alzheimer's society and from the Luton or sorry and at the Luton game by the local NHS smoking cessation team 
who also ran a workshop for the staff and stewards. Wow, how busy yeah. are they? Yeah, real busy. Yeah. Tom Parks was present at the annual Coping Through Football World Mental Health Day tournament and gave out medals alongside chatting to participants and staff, whilst Jay Simpson spent an afternoon at Haven House Children's Hospice, touring the facility and helping promote our latest partners' activities, the Pumpkin Plod. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd like to know more about that, please. So, an exclusive. So, if you want to know where Gavin Mass is on Tuesday, we'll tell you right now. So, Gavin Massey should hopefully be popping into the score centre on Tuesday to say hello to the kids participating in Theo Soccer School and may even have some free tickets to give away for Saturday's game versus crew. So, if you want to book, if you're listening now and go, well, I need to meet Gavin Massey or I want my kid to see him. Yeah, you should book. The most right important now. thing is this, is this is more for children rather than yeah. Adults. All right, so if you're over eighteen, don't if you're don't on half term, yeah, if you're <laughs> over eighteen, don't bother. But. So the number to call is o two o eight five five six five nine seven three for more information to go and see Gavin. Hopefully, get yourself a free ticket for the crew game. Bang on on Friday the twenty eighth of October. There'll be a stadium tour commencing at eleven o'clock, hosted by Howard Gould, and will include a stop off to chat to a surprise <sighs> guest. Whoa. Intrigue and mystery awaits. Details and bookings uh, can be made um, via email to the commercial at leightonorient.net. So book that soon because I know that's very close to already booking out. Yeah, very popular. Very popular, so get yourself there. So like we've said, podcast wasn't around last week, so we've got two weeks worth of news and views to catch up on starting on Tuesday, the 11th of October, as Robbie Ware joined the Leighton Orient Trust at Stony Down Park School for the Kindersport UK (coughs) Move and Learn Project. So... You know, we've just done a huge roundup, so a yeah. huge well done to both Howard, Neil, the whole trust team. Great work and keep it up and keep getting the right word out there in the community. Superb. Yeah, nothing happened on Wednesday the 12th, but on Thursday the 13th, Callum Kennedy spoke to George Sessions about the season so far. He said, when one thing goes wrong, a few things tend to, and they say that when it rains, it pours. Getting injuries to a few key players and suspensions is not ideal, but again, it's one of those things. It can happen to anyone and any team, so we have to overlook and overcome this and keep moving forward, which I really like. I like that, and I think Callum's done very well the last couple of very games. Very honest. Yeah, really good. <coughs> but the reason um, you're all listening to this, obviously, is to find out the goss of what happens on real-life Sky TV. So also on Thursday, um, we made our television debut on Fan TV with Justin Lee Collins. Yeah, Fan this TV is how it went. Game. Welcome to the line, Greens. Uh, uh, guys, you are from uh, the Orient Outlook podcast. Yes. Tell us briefly about the podcast that you do, Paul. So, we so if you need any more info podcast. on the podcast, um, you know, it's it's all out there. And if you're probably listening, you probably know a fair bit about the podcast already. But <laughs> it was a great experience for us. It was our first TV appearance. And thank you for watching on YouTube. The video has already clocked up. Uh, 600 views and more so if you want to recap and watch us again you can on YouTube just go into the search icon and type in fan TV uh, and then put in late, uh, put in Orient and it should come and it up, will come up as so. one of the first few but yeah. a great experience great to talk about Orient and I think hopefully it will be the first of many TV appearances on yeah I mean shows. any exposure that we can get alright it wasn't Sky Sports but or Soccer AM but I think that that show will get more traction um, and the fact that they are looking beyond the Premier League, yeah, uh, I, th- I think any exposure for our club, we hope we did us justice. Um, you know, we represented our thoughts and the thoughts of people that that tweet into us all the time. So we hope we did it justice. But I'm sure you'll soon let us know if we didn't. Yeah, and a good little cameo there from Matt Roper. But you don't really want to know what else he gets up to on Thursday <laughs> nights. <laughs> Just beware of car parks. Yeah. Right. 
Friday the 14th <laughs> then, um, Alberto Cavazin spoke to George Sessions ahead of the Luton match. He said, you can achieve results without giving a particular image of the type of football you want your team to play. If that happens to me, I need a lot of good luck and fortune with other teams not in a pretty situation. But as we say in Italy, you can steal a result in a match. So basically what he's saying there is, you can win ugly. Basically. Effectively. You don't have to play pretty, you just have to win. Yeah. To win, you just have to go out and do, do your job. Yeah, so the quote is basically saying that it will take a while for his, his team to play as he wants it to play. So it might be unattractive, but at the end of the day, he wants results, he wants yeah. wins and however they come, which is yeah, fair enough. I'll give it to the guy. So... Saturday, 15th of October. So this was last Saturday. So as normal, the day started with another win for the under-18s as they beat Dagenham and Redbridge 2-1 with goals from Sam Dorby and Teddy Perkins. I think Teddy Perkins is a new name who I've not seen before. So well done, yep. well done, Teddy. Yep. So Luton at home. So before the match, there was quite a lot made of Loft who were leafleting uh, outside the ground. So we've got one of those leaflets here. We'll just take you through the three main headlines um, from the Loft leaflet and if you agree let us know and if you don't agree let us know as well it'll be interesting to get some of your views about what Loft fed back through the survey so first headline 71% of fans I think Loft should declare no confidence in the board second headline 92% of fans have no confidence the club communicates probably and the last headline 83% of fans have no confidence the club is planning correctly so a pretty damning statement there from yeah. Loft um, so also what we should mention is the next Loft AGM meeting for Loft members it takes place on Thursday the 10th of November starting at half past seven upstairs at the Burbeck pub. Guest speaker will be Matt Porter who's been on the podcast many times, speaks very clearly, very well, uh, really a great astute man, former CEO. So if you want to get yourselves down there you have to be a Loft member and if you're not a Loft member you can join up for a minimum of one pound. Yeah, I think you can probably do it on the day. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, but, you probably could. But in advance of that, I think Matt Rope is usually outside the West Stand before and he's usually got a notepad, a, a, a clipboard and yep. a load of application forms. So get involved. Uh, moving on then to uh, matters at hand, the Luton game. Chisak, Alex Chisak was uh, named in goal with Hunt, Errico, Parks and Kennedy across the back four. Massey, Atangana, Jansa and Semedo in the middle with Palmer and Simpson up top. Subs for the day were Sergeant Pollock, Dunn, Benedicic, uh, and Nomo, Bowery, and McCallum. So there were three changes from the Portsmouth lineup. Nigel Atengana, Sandro Semedo, and Ollie Palmer all came into the side. Yeah, also just to go back, I actually bumped into Nicky Hunt on the morning of the match. Oh, you did? Tell us about so that. So I was walking with my daughter home, uh, just past Evden Broadway after her ballet class, and I can spot the Orient badge from a mile away. And I could see some guy with his head down, full Orient tracksuit. And as it got closer, it transpired, it was Nicky Hunt. So I was a bit like, shall I or shan't I? And so he walked past and I was just like, hi, Nicky. <laughs> did you say it like that? A bit. I think I did a bit like that. Just like, who are you talking to, Daddy? And I just said, you know, good luck for today. Everyone's behind you. And I had a nice little like, three, four minute chat. He was a very nice guy. Seemed confident the team would get out of their predicament and seemed well motivated. So great to meet him and very approachable and really hopeful and very well motivated. Awesome. So also, just to go back to the Luton, um, after the lineup was announced, it was also announced that Liam Kelly, uh, who was injured in the last game versus Portsmouth, suffered a hamstring tear and we think he'll be out for six to eight weeks, but we're hearing it could be longer. So still the... Uh, I'm hearing more months yeah. rather than weeks. 
So we're still waiting to hear back on that. I think he had an operation, didn't he, uh, early last week. Uh, um, he did have one last so, week, like Monday night, I think yeah. he had a minor op. Oh, I say minor, he had an op yeah. quite late. So yeah. just waiting to hear what the club uh, say about that. So my thoughts on the team, I like it. I thought Attingana might start, despite being doubtful. And lots of comments in the last week about lack of energy up front. So it's good to see Oli Palmer return to the starting lineup. Um, I did say, I did feel sorry for Freddie Moncur, who was kind of being talked about in midfield. Um, and he didn't even make the bench after being after his loan was ended. Yeah. So I felt sorry for Freddie. You? Yeah, my, my thoughts on that. On paper, a decent side, really. Um, especially good to see Nigel Attingana back. Good to see the manager making changes up front. Although... Not sh- not sure personally about Oli Palmer. Would have perhaps preferred Dunn in centre mid over Janser though, who's ostensibly more of a right back. But yeah. I know Dunn is as well. But yeah, I just think Dunn would have been slightly better there. Yeah. But yeah, and obviously when we make these notes, we make them as the teams announce. So we we might find that we could end up slating a player who goes on to score. That's why you know. You'd, but yeah, we, I mean, but we update. You got to be careful, but yeah, we we call it as we see it. And that's, that's all we can do. And if we turn out to be wrong, then we turn out to be wrong. But I haven't seen anything of Janser that would overwhelm me with confidence yeah. that he's what we need in that spot when you've got someone much more experienced like Alan Dunn. He speaks Italian, mate. I, I, well, think, I think that's, that's going to work wonders for him. And I think I mentioned it later about the Hartlepool match is that because he can get the message out on the field, I think he's going to turn into... A valuable player, not maybe not for the particularly the right re- reasons. Re- yeah, yeah. Um, so back to Luton. I think we, I thought we started very well against Luton. Um, in the thirteenth minute, Atangana played a beautiful ball out to Hunt, who delivered a great cross. It got a slight deflection and it fell into the path of Palmer, whose diving header from six yards was headed wide. You could see where the skid marks where he put his hands oh, no. into the ground to that stop a, himself. That was a terrible miss. I mean, he's, he's, the cross got deflected and he was in the right position, but I still think he had one or two seconds to adjust his body. He didn't have to adjust anything except his forehead. <laughs> because all he's done, he's at, the, he's at the near post and he's headed it past the far post. All, all, he's got, I don't know, how, how, however wide a goal is. What, what's, what's a goal? Don't know. 12 foot wide? Don't know. Yeah, it must be about 12 foot wide. And he's missed a goal from six yards out, from f- from like three foot out. He's he's missed the 12 yard. I mean, we sit right behind that goal. It looked like a bad miss at the time. It doesn't look any better. Um, <laughs> on on telly. Telly. But we, But mate, when you're top of the league, that's, your strikers score those type of goals. And when you're struggling down the bottom, your strikers miss those type of yeah, chances. So it's completely kind of summed up the way our chances were going. But we did note, Southstand was making a lot of noise actually. It was. I thought, Get behind I thought the uh, Yeah, and that was really good to see. You know, yeah. I know it was very loud against Plymouth, but obviously they were mitigating circumstances in that yeah. one. Two men down, Andy Edwards. But this was managing, a positive start for both sides. Very positive yeah. start, yeah. 23rd minute, Luton got a free kick, and their routine nearly found the back of the net, but Alex Chisak made an outstanding save. That was a great save, save by Chisak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chisak is getting slated a bit on the forums and a few people. I think Chisak's been brilliant this he's season. He's been fantastic. He's, and, you know, I think last season we said he, he did put on the pounds. I think this season he seems to have lost the pounds, unless green, the green shade of whatever he's wearing. Flatters him more, but yeah. I think he's lost a bit of weight, Chizak. I really I think do. He has, yeah. Um, so, 30th minute, um, depressingly, Luton took the lead. Simpson got dispossessed, so Simpson was mucking, mucking around a bit. He, he does like touching the ball, like the old, like, flash touches, touches. But shouldn't be doing that near his own box. He got caught out. Luton done a good passing move. Um, 
their man made space for the shot. Who and she's had to be fair, saved it really well with his legs. He recovered, yeah. He yeah, recovered from Marriott. Yeah, the ball fell straight to McGee, and who I said when they came out, oh, this Luton, the number eight's really good. I always yeah. see him score in the football league. Cameron show. McGee, yeah. And he was there in the right time, right place again <clears> to mop up the loose ball and make it one 0 to Luton from close range. I thought she's though was unlucky. I think he made a good save there. He did. Um, but it's just unfortunate that their man was, was following up ahead of the defence. Yeah. But Jay Simpson, mate, don't mess about with it there. Just get rid. Just, just get rid. Don't mess around with 100% it. 100% agree. George Sessions tweeted in the 34th minute, there was lots of pressure from Orient. Simpson has two efforts blocked. Massey picks him out again and another is blocked. So we went quite close just four minutes later. Yeah, good response. Good response. The players were up for it. They didn't. Their heads didn't go down, which they probably might have been guilty of earlier in the season. It seemed to be a good response there and wanting to get back in the game and yeah. do well so I think it was unlucky there and a bit more of those pressure in the last 10 minutes of the half but Luton still looked threatening you can see why Luton are doing well um, in the yeah, league yeah you can that's, I think that's exactly the point yeah. is that although we're losing they're much more clinical I would up say. for it they're much their movement they don't sit still they want the ball they pass and move there's always ideas they're, they're, they're creative and industrious and they clearly have been given the licence certain players have been yeah. given the licence to do what they want to do but like um, Matt Bristow's blog you know he's doing the analysis of the opposing team they're not doing anything different yeah. to what you could yeah. see through watching videos of them so half time 1-0 you think you made a note saying not a bad half no it wasn't really I thought we'd play reasonably well Palmer yeah, so but Palmer had to score that opportunity Palmer scores that if Palmer scores that it's a completely different game plan Luton left to come out and play and you know an early goal would have got the crowd more on side would have made the players a bit more confident and would have taken the pressure off would have been a completely different game yeah. so Thoughts on a half there from us. So attendance was announced at 5,471 with 1,341 away fans. A fair play to Luton. Decent, yeah. Pretty much sold out their end. So second half started, no subs, and we started pretty brightly. Yeah, and in the 49th minute, there was a neat passing move with Atangana and Semedo involved, and Semedo's cross flashes across the six-yard box. Unfortunately, yeah. Simpson was about a second and Just two a yards too out. Late. Yeah. bit too late. That was the way that was going, though. George Sessions tweeted the 51st minute, well played Massey. The winger works and works and wins the ball back. Hunt knocks it forward and Erico wins a free kick and we were looking good. And you could tell the players were playing for Caverson. They really were playing for Yeah, they were. And I think they bought into what he's got. I mean, you don't don't forget that we are littered with players that got promoted last se- yeah. as, early, as recently as last season. Yeah. They know what it takes to win. Yeah. They're quality people. Yeah. Um, we went very... No. Uh, sorry. Um, Luton went very, very close to a second in the 57th minute. Uh, Danny Hilton's shot was saved by Alex Chisak. Um, Chisak managing to push it onto the post and Cook was on it like an absolute flash. But fortunately, Alex Chisak was thinking quick and he just sort of pushed it out of his, out it of was, his stride. The ball was behind him. So he made yeah, it. Yeah. His first save was brilliant anyway to tip the onto ball onto the post. the post. That was a great save. And then the ball kind of just stopped like where it was behind Chisak. And Chisak was in front of it. So he, yeah. he did, wasn't even looking and just nudged his arm back. To nudge it out of the and way, he just sort of pushed it through his legs. Brilliant didn't he? save! Yeah. Brilliant it save! Very Alex well to Chizak. react. Very well to react. That was really good. So, sixty seventh minute, Simpson came off for McCullum, and we thought that was surprising. But we did make a note saying, "Is Jay injured?" Question mark. And it turns out Jay was unavailable for the Hartlepool game that we came on to. So maybe Simpson did pick up something during the Luton game that there's a reason for that sub. Maybe in the seventy fifth minute, um, Danny Hilton put Luton two 0 up 
Um, no one picked up his run from deep. I think Eric uh, lost him. Uh, Parks and Atangana were questioning each other after that goal. It was a good finish, though, from, from him, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, it's good. Um, I thought it was a good goal. I think they got a long ball and then um, kind of trapped it. I think Eric had done quite well not to like, overcommit. I think he'd done well to kind of get his man back, but his man laid it off to... Hilton and he first time finish and again I don't think I think Chizak had little chance of that I think yeah I think that was a great strike and as soon as that goal went in chance of Bichetti out came from a few fans I think it started with a few in the south and then I think it kind of spread a little bit throughout the ground so by no means the majority of fans singing it but loud enough very loud um, and the first Bichetti out banner went up in the south stand just a few rows behind us I think it was yeah. in the back row it was uh, yeah. with the message Bichetti out you're killing this club so. So the first dis- yeah. uh, voices and actions of dissent, really, from yeah. within the from within the ground. Seventy yeah. sixth um, minute, Nigel Atangana was subbed for Alan Dunn, which we thought initially was a bit of a crazy sub, but may- maybe Nigel was was being managed Possibly. back in. Yeah, I mean Atangana so was doing fine. was doing very well. But I think it was his first game in a couple of weeks, so maybe it probably was yeah. that. Seventy eighth minute, Dunn steps over the ball, and it goes to Gillied, who drew- who drove forward and had two v one, but he shot wide. When he should have really passed or he should have scored. So lucky escape there. It was I lucky that Alan Dunn wasn't If that had been that. a 3-0, I mean, God knows what would have happened in the yeah, ground. Yeah, it would have been riot. OK, in the 80th minute, just to wrap this all up now, really, the goal drought ended, though, through Oli Palmer. Good work from McCallum, who found Palmer, and his shot hit the inside of the post and went in. Palmer then revealed a get-well message for his nine-year-old cousin, yeah. Frankie, who sadly has been diagnosed with cancer. So we wish him Absolutely. all the very best with all his treatment. Um, Ollie, you probably don't listen, but we, we wish you all the best anyway. Yeah, and great work from McCallum there. McCallum done yeah, really well. well. finish there from yeah, Palmer. Yeah, fed him beautifully. So despite the final ten minutes of the match and four minutes of injury time, there was no time to equalise or we couldn't find one as the O slipped to another home defeat. Mid more chance of Bichetti out, and additionally, Stewart was asked to go and ask the fans to remove the Bichetti out banner due to orders from above. But the steward's request was refused, and the banner stayed in place. Yeah, um, post match, Alberto Cavasin said, I think we have a lot of areas where we have to improve. The performance for some moments of the game was positive. We have to keep up a more consistent level of football during the match. We need to try to risk less when it comes to conceding goal and be more of a team with total consistency. These type of errors happen when trying to put little things in place for the individuals and all areas of the whole team. Yeah. Slightly irrelevant point, but the translator, the young translator yeah. apparently... Do you remember there was a player for for Middlesbrough, an Italian player, Gianluca Festa? Festa. Yeah. It's his son. Okay. It's the translator, apparently. Means nothing, but Means I just nothing. thought I'd mention it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so League Table. League Table, so yep. That result meant we slipped to an well, an all time low in the last couple of years. So we slipped to twenty second in the table, just above Newport and Barnet, who were actually level on points with, but we have a better goal difference. So we played thirteen, won three. Drawn three, lost seven, a goal difference of minus four, which isn't a terrible goal, but it's not a terrible figure when you're a 22nd in the league. Um, and only 12 points. But we'll come on to the league table, obviously, after the Hartlepool match. So your views? Yeah, um, for me, Luton, I think, are the best side I've seen here. I th- I previously mentioned that, that teams were coming to our ground not really doing that well and walking away with all three points, a la Plymouth, a la Portsmouth. Yeah. Uh, really didn't think that they were much caught, but Luton, I think, were, were really well drilled. Their movement and shape were fluid. They looked fit and determined. Us, on the other hand, looked a bit devoid of ideas at times. But that said, 
Um, I thought it was some of the best football we've played at times in the past few games. Oli Palmer missing from six yard out for me just isn't acceptable. Uh, Massey and Semedo look like they're lacking in confidence and Janssen clearly isn't a centre midfielder. Again, as I said earlier, would rather done played. Yeah. Didn't get the Simpson for McCallum sub, only other than the fact that maybe it was to manage him. I think he was probably, well, we'll see, but I, I yeah. presume he picked up an injury there. And can only fathom that the Atangana for Dunn was managing Atangana as well. Uh, if it isn't that, then obviously it's even more baffling. But credit to the players for trying. The manager seems to have worked on his ideas in training and the Route 1 element has gone. Small steps though, pleasing. Yeah. The lead doesn't lie and we are flirting with relegation and I'm honestly a bit scared that we will go down as I can't see where our goals will come from. And obviously, these are my comments post-Luton. Yes, yes. We will come on to Hartlepool. Yeah, I mean, like Luton game, I thought we weren't actually too bad. I yeah. thought we played all right. Don't forget, Luton were like fifth in the table yeah. um, at the time playing them, so it wasn't too bad. And like I've already said, if Oli Palmer scores that early goal, mate, completely different, different game. Yeah. Changes the mood around the ground, changes the confidence of the players. I thought Sandro was disappointing. I've got to say, I think Sandro's had a few disappointing weeks. Yeah. Um, it was disappointing against Barnet as well. Try not, th- we try not to be too arsenal yeah. because he is, this is a massive step I, I, up Considering how well Sandro started, yeah. he kind of faded. I thought Jans was okay, but not great. I thought Oli, like you said, when your centre forward misses from six yards out, I mean, you can't, you're not going to get any easier chances than that in a football league match from six yards out as a professional footballer the only thing is it might have come at him as a bit of a surprise yeah. you know what I mean oh, that's the only I mean that's why he plays league two isn't it You know, if he, <laughs> if he scored all the chances he gets he'd be premiership so I thought Atangana was brilliant in that game considering he must have been knackered has he ever had a bad game Nigel because I can't remember not one. if he has there's not been many I thought Luton were good and I you know I'm not scared but against post Luton I couldn't see us dropping out of the league I think we'll be fine the first Pichetti out banner appeared and don't think it will be the last but I just hope it doesn't turn the ground into too toxic and I hope that every time we concede a goal we won't hear chance of Pichetti out um, but you know we will see I guess we'll see in the crew game what, what the mood will be like if we do go a goal down which I hope we don't so those were our views on the losing game loads of your views so we're going to mention what we can but not yeah, as many as what we've, we've got we've got loads but had there been a podcast last week we would have mentioned a lot more on the losing game so <laughs> starting with at John M Pan H Double zero two said, I fail to see where we will pick up points. We've lost to relegation favourites and promotion chasers already. At Dear Stu, afraid to say that the young fans are going to be driven away by this constantly losing tag we have. Yeah, at Bill Fleetheat, so losing is a habit. Are these players good enough as I'm losing confidence in them? Uh, at Richard J. Bourne, players drop to the floor at full time. If they had more fight, I'd have more sympathy, but the effort isn't in this team. Yeah, it's all in Ginch. So we have zero quality or creativity and some really bad players. We're in big trouble now. At MX Quick said, Conference is a real possibility and it's getting beyond a joke. Something drastic needs to happen. Bazal73 said, We are going down. 30 plus years of supporting the O's killed in just over two years. At Nigel Ladwhite, Caversin was up against it, playing Pompey and Luton so soon after taking the job. I expect us to start climbing the table soon. And I think that's like a that. really, really good point. It is, yeah. He's taken over when we've got two promotion-chasing teams at home. Not the best time to be taking over. But, you know, I don't think we play bad in those games. So. No, we didn't disgrace ourselves. In both games, we lost by only uh, a, goal. You, a goal. And same against Southend, really, to be fair. Yeah. At Orient Boy, it says, FB is killing the club. And it won't change in the foreseeable future. He doesn't understand the club and the leagues. He's missed Jacket, Rosler and Cottrell who all could have saved us from the demise we are now rooted to. I hate Saturday's hashtag killing my club. 
Kenny Jackett's just been linked with a Rotherham job. He had, obviously, before. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 but, yeah, but Kenny Jackett, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, at Jimbo1404 said, played better against two teams who will be nearer the top than the bottom. Let's see how we get on next week, but things are looking better than they did under Hess, and I think that's another really good tweet. I agree with that one, yeah. At Orient Dave said, great performance from Luton. Held their shape and let us play, knowing we couldn't do anything with it. So, yeah, good scouting there from yeah. At MJJ Scanlon, our performances are getting better. A win next week to be the kick up the mm. bottom. We need to get going. <laughs> at unexpected item zero, so a decent first 15 minutes. And then the usual dull and predictable. At SE16 said, in another season, under other circumstances, we'd say played well against a good team. Never mind, on to next week. I like that one. That's I think that point. was very good. Yeah. And uh, Ramsden, who presented Tom Parks with his Player Month Award. So he well did. done, Nick. With his daughter. Well with done. his daughter, yes. Uh, he says, didn't deserve to lose, lacked cutting edge up front, but overall had plenty of possession. We need to give the new manager till Xmas at least. I can see the manager trying to get him to play on the deck, which is promising at least. Yep. Alpha two underscore zero O underscore Mega said, I'm happy we scored onwards and upwards. <laughs> O's fan basing said, You can see we are trying to play on the floor, but now just not sure we have the players, just no movement compared to Luton. And that's what Luton done very well. They were they all over the place, weren't it? Yeah. Front two moving and McGee was pushing up. They, yeah, they were good. At Jaden underscore Christy thirteen said, decent football. Can't fault the players too much. Disappointing result against a good side, but worrying times under Bacchetti. Yeah, good summary there. At Tolu underscore Sango said, played well today, especially first half. Some fans just love complaining and saying we played poorly. Starting to play some good football now. Yep, David. Uh, sorry, D David U said, this is only going to play out one way. Hope FB walks now before it gets uh, gets worse. Sooner we start again, the better. Hashtag FC Orient. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't think Bichette is going to go and... Go and I don't nowhere. think he's not... If he is, nah. he's not walking. I say that much. At James D. Views, says two games in under Caverson and we are playing better football, but we are not good enough to beat top four teams at the moment. And there's a reason why those teams are top four. Because they, they win. Yeah, and they can, they can manage a, a game, yeah. really. At Buchan JP said, for the first time I can seriously see us end up... Sorry, I can seriously see us ending up in non-league next season. It hurt today, the lack of fight. Yeah, at Jim586 says, We are still improving, but silly mistakes and no cutting edge. We miss an experienced head winning free kicks and dictating play. That's another great tweet. That's another great tweet. And the final say on Luton goes to MB Quain, who said, Sorry to say, I really don't think Cavasin body language in the O's dugout today is, a manager, is of a manager who can cut it in E10. Yep, so, so there's loads of views there. Very, you know, some people judge they played well, some people think we're going down all over the place and kind of summed up the movie that the O's at the moment. So thanks for all your tweets. Um, prediction league update Go on. Um, so well done to at Joe Pavitt at Orient underscore 17 at GeForce underscore Shiv at LOFC 1978 at Charlie underscore Paul who all predicted the two on defeat who got three points but at Johnny underscore 2699 who took the maximum who took the 180 he said 2-1 to Lewin and Ollie needs to score I mean he got the maximum of four points Full table will be revealed later in the podcast. Fantastic. So we move on to Sunday the 16th of October. The ladies team carried on their firing start to the season by beating Haringey 5-0 in the Capital Cup. Goals from Sophie Lamarchand, Egil Tretzi, Lydia Cooper and a double from Bellen Ripple. So well done again to the ladies. So every week, Sophie Lamarchand and Bellen Ripple always crop up. Let's, yeah. let's get them in the men's game. I don't know how we can do it or how that would even work. 
Alberto, mate, get on it. You see what you can do. See what you can I'm do sure by the football league rules <laughs> against that. But so I tell you what, we do need to do. We need to get a date in the diary when we can both go down yeah, there. Absolutely. So Monday, seventeenth of October. Josh Doherty, remember him? Remember that I left do. back we signed from Watford in the yeah, summer? Yeah, promising left back. Yeah, well, he returned from his loan spell. Oh, where's he been? Altrincham. <laughs> Welcome back, Josh. <laughs> Uh, FA Cup first round draw was made at 7 o'clock uh, Monday evening and we were ball number 24 and as it turned out usually I'm sitting there waiting till the yeah, very end yeah. uh, I had a tweet ready and whatnot. we were drawn out first away so yeah. thanks very much to David James for pulling us mm. away um, we are away to Sheffield United and the tie will take place on Sunday the 6th of November at 2 o'clock and for those of you wondering why we're playing on a Sunday it's because Sheffield Wednesday yeah. are at home in the league on the Saturday, yeah. why are they not in the first round? Is because it of a championship, Nutter. Yeah. It's only League One and League Two in yeah. the first round. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought all of them except no championship Cha- Premier no, went in. Championship Premier, mate. So oh, okay. Tuesday, eighteenth of October. We've already mentioned it, but we'll mention it again. The Late United Trust visited Haven House and took along Jay Simpson. Well done, Jay. Well done, uh, yeah. Trust. Well done, Haven Fair House. Play. Yeah. Yep, Wednesday the nineteenth of October. Ollie Palmer spoke to George Sessions about Alberto Cavett. Cavasin, who said, we've got a translator who's good at his job. It might take a little bit more time in terms of getting the translation across, but we understand completely what he wants us to do and we need and what we need to do. In that sense, it's not too difficult. He's brought in a slightly different style of play because he wants us to play football. That's a good thing. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> Luckily, as a football manager, uh, he wants us to get the ball down and to give it and to give us an identity. We've got to keep working hard. We're only two league games into his reign, but we have now... We have to now start picking up our performances. So it's all good news from from Ollie. Good, yeah. good comments. And good it's good that they know comments. what he wants. Like, yeah. well, I guess the big thing with Liverani is players have come and said after didn't know what you wanted. If things were getting lost in translation, Mauro was translating in one word after Liverani would be speaking for three minutes in a you know in an exchange. So sounds like hopefully he's getting his message across well and hopefully it's reflecting on the pitch. Yeah. So Thursday 20th of October, under 18 skipper Charlie Barker has been recognised for his achievements on and off the pitch by the League of Football Education. So we've got some clever boys at the O's, this guy, I tell you. So Regional Officer Gavin Willicky said, Charlie has made a good start to the new season and is well on track to complete his apprenticeship with good academic grades. On the pitch, he continues to lead and set an example for others to follow. So well done, Charlie, who's obviously recovering from his op and his injury yeah. and uh, keep up the good grades man keep up yeah, the good work man and anyone that's schooled that's in that situation yeah. it is very whatever you're going to do it is very much worthwhile getting uh, the maximum grades that you can actually do because it will serve you in good stead in the future yeah, always good to have a fallback take it from someone listen who to didn't. us listen to us yeah. take it from someone who didn't so former O and friend of the podcast Moses Odebajo was ruled out for an estimated six months with a fractured patella, major setback in his recovery from a knee injury. The patella is your kneecap, uh, for those that are not in the know. Um, so he had an operation on his knee, um, but it's just he broke down in training. Luckily, Terrible. I think I read, luckily, his tendons and his ligaments are all okay. Good. So yeah. thankfully it's not that bad. So we wish Mo all the yeah. very best. Mo, we know you don't listen to the podcast anymore, um, but uh, good luck and we wish you... Uh, <laughs> A speedy recovery. He's such a cool guy, Mo. Such a lovely guy. And, you know, after he gets injured, he, he tweets just going, oh, these things happen and I take it and I move on and get stronger. And Great attitude. Great 100%. man. Great man. So 100%. Friday, 21st of October, Berto Caverson spoke to Guardian Orient ahead of the Hartlepool match 
and said, We always think about winning, but for this match, my thoughts are not on the three points, even if it is the most important thing, the one thing that counts the most. My focus is the team working hard and being ready for Saturday's match. Sooner or later, we are going to smile. We need to be more like a team and have a lot more consistency. We are trying to put the little things in the proper place from the individual performances to all areas. Like that one? Like that. Yeah. I like that comment. It's not... Do you know what we, we've had in the past is just nonsense and media talk and, and just rubbish basically coming out. But here's a guy who's actually talking with you know a bit of back a bit a bit of substance yeah that's that's what i really like, like about it. Cool. it yeah so saturday the 22nd of october the under 18s again, again win not complaining by any stretch of your imagination youth alliance cup uh they beat cambridge 2-0 with goals from Stephen alzate and andrew tayaka that's a new name on me yeah so well done boys so well done chaps yep so hartley pull away so the team was announced chizak in goal back for yance as right back Hunt and Parks in the middle, Kennedy left back, midfield, Massey on the right, Atangana and Weir in the middle, with Semedo on the left, front two of Bowery and Palmer, subs, Sam Sargent, Benedicic, Nomo, Karoma, Adebayojo, uh, and Sam Dolby. So, yep. superb. So, two changes from the looting team as Robbie Weir returned from his three match suspension. I mean, he's been missed, especially with the on, obviously the injury crisis in central midfield. Um, so great to see that. And obviously Jordan Barry starts. So Erico, Pollock, Simpson and McCallum all missed the game through injury. Um, interestingly, and we'll come on to that in a bit later. As Victor Adebayejo and Sam Dorby were named on the bench. So for me, quite looking forward to seeing that team and potentially Sam Dorby. So we sat here in this very room at the end of May and Errol McCallum said to us, so there's one player to watch in the next year or two at Leighton Orient, it'll be Sam Dorby. And I kind of nodded and went, all right, oh, whatever, I'll give it two years. No, but he's, he's been I know. watching him. He yeah, knows. but I didn't think we'd be sitting here in October speaking about a 16-year-old kid. But would he be there if we didn't have the injury? Well, maybe not, yet? but it, it, he's there and we're talking about him. So yeah, true. Well, well played out on that one. Yeah. Um, I thought, I did say, and I've said it before, that Jan is going to play, I think, regardless because of the Italian speaking and the fact that he can get his message across on the pitch. He can but he's played, in fairness, he's been played as a right back now. Yeah. yeah, and I think Hunt can play as a centre back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when Erico is available again. If one, if Hunt has to make way to right back, or he's going to keep it as it is. Yeah, um, good to see where back. Injuries are concerning, though. For my thoughts on that, hundred percent. Yeah, my thoughts on that. On paper, a decent side still, despite the injuries. Although I hope Semedo attacks their right back, as he's got the certainly got the ability for it. Surprised Janter is in ahead of Dunn, but oh, good, obviously, good point on Dunn. Good point on Dunn. Yeah, because he's yeah. He, he's yep. a right back, isn't he? Yep. So, but then as, as we've already discussed, you know, Janter's probably ahead of him because he speaks speaks Italian so is it is it tactical is it ability as I say yep. is it just because he speaks Italian the amount of injuries in the team is disturbing what are they doing in training um, could be a great opportunity though for the youth boys to taste first team football and to play without pressure or fear yeah. um, so it's the right sort of environment yeah. in that regard although I wouldn't really want to be playing the boys in a, when we're down the bottom of the, of, of the league yeah, I so, get your point yeah, so the game kicked off. Yeah, fifth minute, Hartlepool had a great opportunity to open the score and as Amon volleyed just over the bar. Yeah, that was a glaring, it glaring was. chance for them. It was, really. he had a few this player. Uh, 14th minute, lucky not to be behind really as Amon almost heads it in but it goes wide or it needs to communicate better in defence. He should have really scored that to be fair. He should have scored that one. And in 16th minute, Chizak to the rescue as Alessandro was through one-on-one. Chizak had done enough to cannon the ball wide off the striker and get out for a goal kick. And I think you pointed out that was twice in two minutes. 
the defence has been opened up. Yep. Um, Hartlepool were focusing. I also, because I was listening to a little bit, I was walking around Lakeside, I was listening to Orient playing. (laughs) And and Hartlepool seemed to be doing a lot down our side, was commented on by Matt Hiscox and Dave Victor. What targeted the ads? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe their strength was on their left side, but maybe they they looked and, and scouted. But but they wouldn't have scouted and seen Yance on their right. No, they wouldn't They'd have, have seen Hunt on the right. So maybe just playing more to their strengths. To their maybe. strengths, yeah. It just all seemed to be going down the right hand side, and and Yance was being given a bit of a tough time. So. Okay. I guess twentieth minute. Then moving on, free kick uh, delivered into the box. Palmer lost his man. Rose very well. Got up at the far post. One of those headers that looks like it's going well over and it starts dipping and dipping. The keeper was just standing there, like looking at it. And it just, like we said before, gets looted. When your luck's in, <coughs> that goes in off the bar. Because luck hasn't been with us, it hits the outside of the bar and goes out for a goal kick. But unlucky, yeah. Palmer done very well there, actually. He done well to win that header. And the 31st minute, I pinched this from George Sessions. Nicky Hunt with two outstanding blocks for Orient and they survived, but Hartlepool getting closer and closer. Yeah, I don't want to say anything, but Nicky Hunt, since I've had that word with him, Played very well against Luton and played very well <laughs> yes. yesterday. So me and me and Nick are, are down. It's the OG Deb, ten crew, mate. Deb did massive. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so down with the kids. <laughs> Thirty six minute. You think you noted this? I didn't notice. It's a Meadow and Massey were switching flanks. Obviously, that's through Orient player, I guess. Through Orient player, through yeah. Matt and and Dave. Yep. Thanks Absolutely. to those guys. Yep. So 39th minute, another lucky escape as Amond misses. I mean, this guy, like we said already... How many already, chances does he need? He, sh- he should have scored at least one of these three. Free header. This was probably the worst in terms of... He, he went up. No one was near him. He had no one near him at all and headed just wide. I mean, you come up against a better striker than that, you're going to get punished. Yeah. You know, one of the top teams in the league too, you're going to punish you. Yeah. And I guess it was coming then, but in the, 40, in the first minute of injury time in the first half, we uh, went a goal down, so we took this tweet from George Sessions, who says, you can't say it hasn't been coming... Lewis Hawkins heads towards goal and Lauren taps in on the line. Yeah. you And we spoke about this before we come on. You notice it's zonal marking. Yeah, I've noted it down. So we got um, a tweet from Guardian Orion as well who said another set piece. I don't know how many times this has happened this season. Lawrence scores and Orient looked dejected. And that's one of the things about zonal marking. Their man just walked into the box, just stood where no Orient defenders were in a great position. Ball came right to his head. He rose. No one was next to him. He headed it down. No, nothing offside about it. No, it. nothing offside about it at all. He just went to the place where the defenders weren't and just stood there, waited for it, and it just went to him. Uh, he headed it down and uh, one nil. But at that point, you know, like Guardian on it said, looked dejected. You're looking bad, and we're right on the stroke of half time going. as well. Yeah, so you, th- you think you've been under it? You've had one chance compared to their five or six. Yeah, and you think right, we'll see this out. It's only a minute. Get in, re- yeah, get in nil nil and regroup. So half time with some win. One to Hartlepool. I think he made a few notes on that. Yeah, Hartlepool created a lot of chances, as we said. Like the only one really that of note was Ollie Ollie Palmer's. But conversely, um, you know that one went on on the bar. Paul from Orient to concede a, yet again from another set piece. And you know, do the players ever learn? Um, who is it that is switching off? I don't think I don't think anyone switched off there. They, they just played it when you when you zone when you can't you don't really give yourself a chance to kind of attack the ball yeah. from where you are. They just, he just played it to, to, again, the guy who was just standing there not near a red shirt in the okay. area. So maybe after that we'll review the zonal marking. Maybe not, I don't know. That's, that's continental though, isn't it, zonal? A little bit, yeah. It's not very English. I guess if we keep conceding goals from it at some point, maybe it'll so it. So attendance announced 3,700 with 155 brave souls making the massive journey to Hartlepool. So well done. And well some people done. didn't get in until nearly midnight. Fantastic, fantastic. Long concept. old journey there. Yeah. 
So second half kicks off, no subs for the O's. Yeah, and in the 52nd minute, Alex Chizak to the rescue as he made a great save from Hawkins' uh, from Hawkins's header. Uh, great reaction save there. Probably the turning point of the match for you. Absolutely. You that yeah. go, great save, that goes header in. going in there. Great save by Chizak and we clear it. If that goes in, it's 2-0. Yeah. We've got no chance of that. And then just three minutes later, we actually score away from home and we equalise. Asandro Semelo rifled a low drive underneath Carson from the corner of the area. So... Good strike there from Sanjo. It got a lot of power onto it really quick. Didn't take him up. Just got the ball, trapped it, looked up, smashed. Keeper there, should have done better. Carson, like, again, a quality keeper, would have saved that. And the Hartlepool defence didn't really do much when Sanjo got the ball in the box. But don't take anything away from Sanjo. Good finish. And back in the game. And yeah. like I've just said, three minutes earlier, Chizak makes a great save to keep us in it. And three minutes later, Sanjo equalises. And well done to Sanjo. On scoring his first league goal for Leighton Orient. Well yeah, done, Sandro. Congratulations, mate. I know your mum was very proud because she tweeted. Yeah, and thanks for the retweet as well, Sandro, because he retweeted our goal tweet from him. Fantastic. That's why um, we like it. George Sessions then tweeted in the 62nd minute that Ollie Palmer had actually fired us ahead. Yeah. For the first time in our season, uh, we were actually ahead. Palmer ran across the box, linked up well with Bowery, cut it back, curled it, and, and Palmer curled it into the bottom corner. Beautiful finish. And it was 2-1, so um, yeah, I mean, Ollie Palmer was able to show off his Get Well Frankie t-shirt. Yeah, I think Bowery done really well. Bowery seems to be a very good player who will get you a chance. So Palmer played McBarley into Bowery, who held it up, and then pulled it back to Palmer, who done well. And then Palmer kind of shrugs his shoulder down to his left and gets a, little, gets a little opening. Dropped it. You can, see, yeah, you can see the right corner. And he, to be fair, you know, we've slated Palmer when he's not done so well, but he, he put that in the one place in that corner that the keeper couldn't get to. Yeah. Great finish from yeah. Ollie Palmer. And, you know, maybe confident from last week getting a goal, maybe confident from all the nice, you know, messages he's had about Frankie. Great finish there from Ollie Palmer. Well deserved. 100%. Brilliant. And then it got better in the 71st minute as 2-1 went to 3-1 and Palmer scored his second in the match with, again, a great low finish following a great build-up play with Massey and Semedo and it was really good. Massey got it in a good position, flicks it into Semedo Semedo done like this little back kill straight into Palmer's feet. Palmer one on one, and you know when they're going in for you, you don't even think about it. And he just got it, smacked it in the bottom corner, and that was just a confidence finish of someone who had scored earlier in the game. If he'd been going through one of his runs where he hadn't been scoring, he would have maybe taken a touch too many and smacked it over. But great finish there from Palmer, and that point no way back from Hartlepool with the get off Frankie shirt comes out again and mate three and two for Ollie Palmer. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, it must have been absolutely delirious behind that goal there. Oh, brilliant. I did see Matt Bristow run down again after the second goal and a few familiar faces, but I did see Matt after the second goal massively run down and give it the old (laughs) double fists. Good luck luck to him. In the 76th minute, Alan Dunn replaced Jordan Bowery. Yeah, 77th minute, Lewis Alessandro got booked for quite a disgusting challenge on Semedo. Uh, Nicky Hunt also booked his reaction to the tackle and I think you made a notice about Hunt. Yeah, there. great for him to show um, a little bit of feistiness about him there, um, sticking up for his teammates, showing support and team togetherness. I yeah. thought that was that was a plausi- uh, that was uh, very, uh, well, it was a great thing. Really. Yeah. yeah. Just when you think that they might not be as a team but, you know, Good. Great, great show. Yeah. Shows the spirit there, doesn't it? Team spirit, that's the word so I was looking 81st for. 81st minute, double sub for the O's is- Ulrich Anomo came on for Sandro Semedo and Zambana Dicic came on for Robbie Ware for his debut. debut. So, good to see that. Yep. Uh, 87th minute. Good run from Anomo. Uh, he goes past the right back and forces Carson to save before he runs off punching the air in frustration. I mean, that would just cap up a brilliant day if Anomo had come on and got his first goal for the O's. So, that five minutes of injury yeah. time played. 
and the O's hold out for a long awaited and much deserved 3 1 victory. And you know, the players went over to the fans and all applauded. And I saw Nomo put up a video on uh, Instagram. And the Nomo, because he only played for 10 minutes, proper milked it. Proper like went over and proper like clapping as hard as he could. So well done, well done the Nomo for your 10 minutes there, buddy. But, no, fair play. Fair play, yeah. Win's a win. Absolutely. And it was, it was probably a bit of a tension release for him as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Alberto Cavacin said post-match, we have to still do a lot because we conceded too easily, so we need to work on that. The main recipe is work and work. Even if the chairman doesn't impose us doing two training sessions a day... Even with one training session less, we are convinced it can be helpful to put everything into place. But if the chairman says two training sessions a day, we'll do two training sessions a day. So, so obviously the, the, the biggest thing, if you haven't already picked it out by what I'm saying there, <laughs> is that Bacchetti has made the team do double training sessions in the build-up to the Hartlepool match. Now, the, the problem with this is he made the right decision to yeah. make them do a double session because we won. But would they have won without the double session? And two, why is he getting busy in the first team? He's well, not a football manager. Well, I think there's a lot of questions there, isn't there? So obviously four injuries or four enforced changes. So it depends. It depends for me of when those injuries occurred and how many double sessions there were. So if, yeah, you know, if it's just a one-off, then fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, you know, players would have travelled on Friday without yes. a doubt because of the long journey so yeah. they probably didn't train on Friday or, I, I or don't know the training schedule but there. they might have done up or there. trained and then gone up or he might have made him do one training session on the Thursday but a massive negative reaction on uh, most forms of social media about double training sessions but don't forget a double shift for me or you Paul is another seven to seven and a half hours a double shift for a training shift for a footballer I think is three hours late on it so even though it sounds bad you know we won the game, and it, I guess it all depends on your kind of outtake of of that. Mm. But you shouldn't really be getting involved. But interesting, it depends how many double sessions there were for me, and it depends when those injuries occurred. If they occurred through the double training sessions, or if they occurred before, because like we've already mentioned, Simpson was taken off against Luton during that match quite early. Well, we thought it was quite early, and maybe Simpson got injured during the Luton game, and the club haven't communicated it yet. But again, adds more fuel to the fire if you're not in favour yeah, of exactly. Mr. Machete. So league table, that win shut us up three places to 19th in the league, having been 23rd at one point during that match. So played 14, won four, drawn three, lost seven, and a goal difference of minus two, 15 points. And I think someone's already noted only five points from the playoff, but we aren't going to go anywhere near that at the moment. I think it's six when you include goal difference. Oh, is it? I think it's six, yeah, I looked. Because I, I looked at that and thought, yeah, that's fine, but then we've got a worse score. So it's six points into the playoffs, but also fine. conversely, only two, two or three yeah, yeah, away from relegation. So that just shows you how tight the league is. So it just shows you that this league isn't that stronger no. lead, a uh, stronger league to, to only be a few, a couple of wins away. But so a much needed win, although it took us time to get going as Hartlepool had the best of the first half. Oli Palmer now has three goals in two games, which is promising. I'm very concerned about the injury list. What's going on in training? Are they overtraining? Are they not fit enough? What's going on? Is the answer in in the fact that they're being made to double sessions? Are they too much? Yeah, not enough? What you know? What's all that about? Um, hopefully, we can push on from here and start climbing up the league. But obviously, I won't be getting ahead of myself. We'll just be taking it one game at a time because we've got crew at home and we could end up playing really poorly and end up losing yeah. to crew. So, yeah. which wouldn't be cool. For me, a good win and a long time coming. I mean, first half sounded like although we had a few chances, we sh- they should have been outside that Armand. Player, yeah, it sounds like he should have. Well, he should have five chances. Yeah, second half though, and like I've said, Chizak made a great save in 52nd minute, 
and we're level three minutes after, and that was the turning point for me, a bit of luck as well, and it's like, like that, that has been evading us, I'm chuffed for the team to get that win in some meadow on his first goal, um, as he's had a tough few weeks, like I mentioned, and delighted for Oli Palmer to get his double, however, we have to take this form into next week, but for me, encouraging signs, you know, so far under Caverson, you know, South End, I don't really count as a game because I don't think we would have counted that really as an EFL game. So three league matches played, you know, two of the top five teams at home, only lost by a goal. And yesterday, after a poor first half, we beat Hartlepool. So that's all you can do. You can only beat what's in front of you. So again, loads of views came in. So we'll just mention a selection of what we can. So your views, starting with at Mossy LJ, who said, hopefully, this is what we need to get a run of form going. Hopefully, that's our bad run out of the way now. Three and two now for Palmer and another goal for Semedo and Benedict making his debut. Hopefully Semedo's okay. So yeah, so we wish uh, Sandro Semedo well. At Chris Cow two said credit where it's due. Looking like a great result. Perhaps people will get our bodies back now. At Ben LOFC said with injuries and losing at half time, that is a super result. Well done, Ollie. With players coming back, we can build on this. I assume the Bichetti out stuff only works when we lose, not when we win. And we are five points off the playoff. So good point there from at Ben LOFC. You made a point there saying, you know, when we slate, when we lose, we slate Bichetti. But maybe when we win, you should cut him a bit of slack. So good point there. Yeah. At Joe underscore Pavitt said, finally, a performance worth shouting about. Can only see better things now. Yeah. At the authentic Gaz said, that'll do for me. My beers will taste better tonight than it has for a while. Hashtag the only way is up. I hope you had a good night there, Gaz. At Wadzi <laughs> said, after, and this was Wadzi, uh, who, uh, who uh, will make a note saying he predicted a 3 0 loss, who said, okay, so what do I know about football? Maybe I should become a board member. Yeah, maybe you should there, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, it might be an opportunity. You never know. At Orient Fan TV said, great win, especially from 1-0 down at half-time. The players showed good character and hope this gives them confidence to push on. At Boatsy said, get in LOFC. Three points and three great goals. Great to see my O's mates. That's a reference to Ben, who lives in Scotland, <coughs> who made the short journey down for him to Hartlepool. And was there in shorts, apparently. So, Ben... Really? Yeah. Um, thanks for your thanks for your video the Oli Palmer goal so you got that on video and you tweeted us that so thank you for that and I hope you had a great day seeing the O's yep at Jamie Stripe said a win to raise morale but some old failings too need to take the second half into the first yeah. half next week great Abs- point absolutely at PDR 1112 says great to see O's win 3-1 hope that gives them the confidence to push on onwards and upwards and my first four points in the Prediction League. Yes, Yay. it was. We'll come on to that in a little while. At Simon Bedford, encouraging second half. Too early to judge the new manager still. Yeah, I'd agree yeah, with that. true. At Les LK 52 said, could be a turning point, but crew is massive. Win that and we are on our way. Yeah, Len M4 said, so it turns out shouting random Italian words in the players' faces does work. <laughs> Great comeback. Delighted for Oli as well. At Stephen Orient said, vastly improved second half. Hartlepool were awful this second half though. Which helped us. Yeah. At Dub Bins 10. Sorry, can we go over it again? They scored one. We scored three and we won the game. Nah, sorry, mate. Once more. Very good. Like yeah. it. At Robert Lock 14 says, well, got to praise the players for coming back after going one goal down right on half time. Onwards and upwards, hopefully. Derby 507 said, get in there. Great result and my first correct prediction. Yeah, well done, Derby 507. At Saviour Semedo, I like that Twitter handle. That's a great Twitter handle. A good 3-1 win, thanks to Bichetti. If we blame him when we lose, shouldn't we praise him when we win? Second person. Second second person, yeah. yeah. At Emo Havering, a huge sense of relief. We had to stop the rot, hopefully not just a one-off, 
but the start of a significant turnaround. Yep, it runs out to 50s. It's such a relief to win a game. Thought a win was never going to come, but we could easily have been three goals down at half-time. We'd still need to improve. At SS Orient 1879, Alberto, capital O, yep. seems to have the players pulling in the same direction as him. Maybe good times around the corner. Our good ship's rudder fixed. Well, we hope Possibly. so. like it. Very optimistic. LOFC 1978. It's few. Huge relief at the three points. We need to build on that on Saturday. Three goals was a bonus. Nice to be talking about the football. Yeah, absolutely is. At Leighton Stonian, nice result today. Man of the match for me was Alex Chisak. Made some excellent saves before we got going. He's yeah. kept us in so many games yeah. and made, made the really score well. lines more respectable. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to Leighton Stonian who <laughs> tweeted his son's vlog to us late last night. So if you haven't seen that yet, it's a great away day vlog. Um, so watch it. At Everos 2 said, Oli Palmer's a trier. Soars like a bot, like a bot. <laughs> Soars like a bird in the sky. When Ollie plays a blinder over mountains, I fly. Don't I think like you've done it justice, mate. No, do you want to, it's a bit of a poem. You give it a go. I try to do it slowly and authentically, and I can't speak at the moment. Oh, okay. Go on, you, go on. Ollie Palmer's a trier. Soars like a bird in the sky. When Ollie Palmer plays a blinder over mountains, I fly. <laughs> Omg, O's one away. <laughs> That's good. We should have put like some violin orchestral music behind it. That we could have done. And the final word this week goes to John Macker, 1977. Massive win. It was a must win. Great character to come from behind to win. Hopefully we can kick up now, up the O's. Yeah. Sorry, kick on now, up the O's. So those were all tweets to us on Outlook. So you can tweet us during matches, after matches, before matches, at any time of day. And you can uh, email us at orientoutlook.com. You can Facebook us. You can Instagram us. You can basically do anything you want to us. So get involved. So steady on there <laughs> yeah, within, uh, within reason, reason yeah. uh, and legalities can I just say as well though for the prediction league you can't tweet us after kickoff and expect your prediction to be considered we, 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 we have a 259 and 59 second cut off point because people were tweeting us 20 minutes yeah, into yeah. the game with their prediction you can't do that guys okay. it's not how it works so just to be, to be clear before 3 o'clock before kickoff so prediction league there's some psychics out there there were some on. amazing tweets yesterday so Congrats to at Derby507 who tweeted at 303 and I originally didn't count it and then he tweeted us saying please it's the first time in three years I've, I've correctly predicted so we let him off there but he's oh, the last we, one he's the last one who yeah, gets slow. we can't be a soft touch because no. then, then all right. the floodgates will open alright good cut back up here obviously so Derby507 it's a competition you've got to at, be at Mark Shepherd under 79 and at MZOPHO who predicted 3-1 to the O's so they all got three points right so Congrats to at PDR one 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 two, at Nino Barone twenty seven and at M Palin two 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 predicted three one and one of the scorers so they either predicted Palmer or Semedo to score so they all got four points, right? So then these guys at Tim Roberts twenty eight at Orient Fan TV predicted three one, and both predicted Palmer and Mas- Palmer and Semedo to score got five points. And at N Ramsden and at Bill Fleeby, what is going on here? Predicted, both predicted three one and at Ollie Palmer double five points. No one took six points though, which was a maximum you could have taken, which would have been Palmer double and Semedo and the right result. I didn't know there was six points available. That, 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 that would have been the most you could have got. Okay, well, depends on score. Then so depends all on scorers. scores and scorers. So Palmer's double. Some say Palmer's scored double. It's two points for both of his goals. Wow, that's so, a lot of points available. Brilliant. So that has changed the dynamic at the top of the league. So M Palin 222 is top on 11 points. Mark Shepard underscore 79 at Nina Brown 27 and then Orient underscore 17 a second on 10 points. 
Full table is up on our Facebook page. There's lots of you on nine points, eight points, seven points. If you don't have Twitter, you can still play by emailing us your predictions or you can Facebook your predictions. So if you don't have Twitter, still get involved in the fun. Give us an email. Orient Outlook at Outlook.com is that vital email address. Yes. Fantasy Football League uh, is if we haven't had enough of it. Top of the league now is Alan Edwards Alan on Edwards. 497 points. You are now 18th in the league. Really, really tight yeah. in that middle spot there. And we've now got... Uh, we're now up to 61 players. So 61 you're players. doing well. Yeah, I'm doing all right, actually. No shame. No shame. So There's thanks no shame to everyone who's playing. If you want to get involved, it's a bit late now, but you're still more than welcome to come <laughs> join in give us a DM and we'll give you the code so Sunday 23rd of October is today as we record so today marks the 100th anniversary Amazing. of the death of Richard McFadden the Orient inside sorry the Clapton Orient inside forward I mean his stats were 142 games 68 goals he was top scorer in the four seasons he played for Orient Amazing. so all the four seasons you know his heroism in the face of the enemy was well documented and resulted in him being awarded the military medal for bravery in the field it was known that he often went into no man's land to rescue wounded comrades. He was also in line for a commission as an officer. So most recently his story was told in the great gameplay that me and Paul were lucky enough to see at the Suffolk Playhouse, which was a fantastic play, a fantastic experience, <coughs> and one that hopefully will be brought back to the stage very soon because it was worth worth what was just a tremendous piece of theatre, regardless of being an Orient piece of theatre. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations go to Robbie Weir, who is named in the League Papers League 2 Team of the Day, following his performance yesterday against Hartlepool. Hopefully Robbie can kick on from here now in his Orient career. Some of you may recall um, he got sent off in the first minute against Plymouth and put out a pretty honest appraisal of his performance uh, so far in an Orient shirt. So hopefully this is the start. Uh, that uh, is how he means to go on from here on in. Yeah, and well done to the ladies team who beat Camden Town today 7-0 with five, yes, five goals from one player. So five, again, from Sophie Lemarchand and a goal each from Ella Meadowcroft and Leah. So well done, ladies, on your 7-0 win. I mean, I think they've not conceded a goal in something like, I think one of their players tweeted they haven't conceded a goal in 900 minutes. Yeah. Which must be some kind of record. Um, in that, that division so well done ladies and like me and Paul said we hopefully will come down and speak to you in we're going to have to look at the calendar very, and get something very in soon. so yeah. positives and negatives of the last two weeks Mr. Yeah. Levy yeah so positives are we're playing better football in the last couple of weeks absolutely Ollie Palmer's form is in, is very promising three goals in two games now for him yeah and I'll obviously our long awaited win yeah so we very don't think we've run since September the 3rd I think it's been a while I remember right it's been a while if I not remember right I saw it on I think George Sessions tweeted it okay yeah so negatives, so again, this is from the last two two weeks. The home form's still been very poor, so it's the away form that's keeping us where we are, really. So yeah. we have to make that count. Second negative, injury list is building up, and it's getting a bit concerning now. So hopefully those injuries to those four players before the game yesterday aren't too bad. Um, and the last negative for us is conceding another goal from a set-piece yesterday. How many times will we'll, we'll you know, be talking about that this season? Yeah, you know, I think that zonal marking was to blame for that one, so we'll see. Yeah, so hero of the fortnight, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. So we got two um, because we couldn't decide one way or the other. Although one may have just slightly edged it based on personal circumstances. Yeah, but we'll give it to both. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this week is is Ollie Palmer and Alex Chizak. So, so well done, Alex. Superb work. So Ollie Palmer, three goals in two games, and Alex Chizak, a phenomenal amount of saves just in the last two games that we've mentioned, but throughout the entire season as well. So next week's fixtures. So just one fixture as we entertain Crew Alexandra. So Crew are 12th 
in League Two. They've got 19 points, so we're four points behind Crew. So if we beat them, we're back around that area. So Crew lost 1 0 at home yesterday to Yeovil. And we welcome back Chris Dagnall. Still can't understand what he says, though, but you know, <laughs> who will obviously run his socks off. He'll run himself into the ground. So please, Orient defenders, we know you're not listening, but please just stick with him because you know what's going to happen. He's going to get a chance and probably bury it. And bury it that he couldn't do for us. It's so. always the way. It's the curse of the returning player. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's it. Yeah. Just like the OVL mark this week, everybody. But thanks very much for, for those of you in advance who are listening. Thanks for joining us for this episode. It's been a terrific fortnight. Our first TV appearance on Fan TV. Well done, Mr. Lee. I must say you were, well done, you were brilliant on that stuff. I show. think we, we bounced well off each other, we so did. that was cool. Uh, with another disappointing home defeat against Luton and the biggest Bacchetti out protest yet, this was followed by a good away win at Hartlepool yesterday. Caverson's first win and a double for Ollie Palmer. So hopefully things are on the mend, as all we can do as supporters is really get behind the boys on the pitch, really support them as much as we can. We'll be back next week with episode number 83 with all the information and views that you could ever need. The most comprehensive roundup is right here on the Orient I like podcast. It. A good final plug. So, as always, we look forward to hearing from you and keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.